G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our, well, review series for this one. It's review and rank for all the other songs, but for Australia, we're just going to be reviewing today. We're not going to rank because that's the Eurovision tradition. And normally when we do rank, we put Australia very, very high, and that's not really a surprise. <laughs> exactly. Let's stick to the format. You can't vote for your own country, so we left them out of our rankings. So therefore, we give everyone an equal footing. Exactly. But we've got to talk about this entry. And mm. look, we're going to start with the country itself, Australia. You might be familiar with it. <laughs> um, we obviously debuted in 2015 with Guy Sebastian, came out with a bang in fifth place. And we've qualified every time afterwards since we've been welcome back. Yes. And we've made the top 10 on four of the five occasions that we've actually been in the contest, including runner-up Dami Im, one hand on the crown, just missed out. Um, and we are hoping to keep that wonderful 100% qualification record that we share only with Ukraine. Mm. So what have we served up for... 2021 to keep this wonderful record going, Michael. <laughs> well, this year we have Montaigne with Technicolor. So Montaigne, real name Jessica Cerro, is a 25-year-old performer from Sydney. She released her debut album in 2016 and won the ARIA Award for Breaking, uh, sorry, Breakthrough Artist Release on that year for her album. Mm. Uh, she is well known for her Indian art pop style music here in Australia and won Australia Decides in 2020. She was invited back to be our performer again for 2021. Indeed, great artist, and also you got to mention what a what a footballer she is as well. <laughs> Very much so. It was a budding football career there, but kind of went the way of music instead. It was more her passion. Football's in her blood. Her father was a professional footballer. Certainly was. But she definitely went down the route of music there. And aren't we glad? We are glad because we've got a great <laughs> representative this year. And look, shall we talk about some of the pros about this entry, Michael? Yes. I've got to start with number one, the authenticity about this. Uh, this is always going to come up. Um, I think this song really matches Montaigne. She's playful. She's quirky. She's interesting. She's a very different artist than anyone we've sent before. We thought Kate Milhaiki was quirky. <laughs> no, Montaigne's on this kind of different genre altogether. And this song to me really represents her. And I think the way that she performs is when she's being her, she just puts everything into it and mm -hmm. you can just see it in her performance. So that connection is so important. Don't Break Me was great. And it was part um, her, part maybe a bit of, you know, there's DNA music behind it. Mm -hmm. This one feels much more something you might actually hear on her album. Yeah, this is a very Montaigne track, isn't mm. it? Uh, for me, it's so unique and dynamic, this song in this competition. So we already have that standout factor and that point of difference that you really, really do need in a crowded competition. So for me, she's really captured that uh, and it is such an important thing to get that ability to stand out. So she's picked a song uh, that, that's managed to do that. 
In her interview when she first went out with On Triple J, she was talking about what makes a difference and you've got to, in Eurovision, you've got to have a surprise and you've got to always keep people kind of guessing where's it going, what's happening. And this song does that in spades. Oh, very much I so. I remember when we first sat down and watched and listened to this on Triple J and I was like, what is happening? Oh my God, I love this bit. And oh, this is really interesting. And you, it just didn't go into formulaic. It didn't go into repetitive, but mm-hmm. you still had a crux of a chorus there to keep it going. And what I like about this is she still it's still a competition song with being authentic, but it doesn't feel overly manufactured like, you know, a run-of-the-mill Scandi song. Definitely. Look... The staging potential for this is what's screaming out to me as well. There's just so much going on in this song and there's so many moments that you can bring staging elements to, again, reinforce that that attention-grabbing uh, elements that it has. So really, really good choice of, uh, of, of a song for staging potential. I think everyone, when they first listened to that song, and we've had a few conversations with the team about it, it was immediately like going to the visuals. Yeah. You just knew this is going to lend itself to a visual performance. It wasn't just the audio on its own, because look, you know, it can be quite like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah. But it's a visual song. And I think so, therefore, this has got staging potential in spades and that's going to help i think there's a similarity with kate's entry as well Mm, because mm. kate's entry i think it needed the visual and it was almost a live song as well if you're in a stadium and listening to it so this really does reflect that it's all going to come together when we see the live i think totally um another kind of different thing with this as well is that it's actually really vocally challenging and that is a positive in the fact as if it all comes together great this is going to impress juries. There's stuff she's doing here, yep. which I think people have overlooked a lot. She's not just singing a song just straight out. Some of that tech, technical aspect that she's doing with it and some of those beautiful notes that she's doing and a very current voice. Like a lot of people compare it to Marine and the Diamonds, mm-hmm. but that vocal has got the chance to be a massive pro. Yeah, she's going from chest to head and and there's a lot of technicality in there, which hopefully, hopefully the juries will reward her if she can knock that uh, on the head. Totally. And got to talk about the genre. We're talking about surprise. We're talking about this, but like this hyper pop, this is in vogue right now. Rina Sawayama, Charlie XCX, which was um, some of the inspiration behind this song. But there's a whole lot of artists that I would never have heard of in a million years. I'm too (laughs) pop. Um, But these are big hitting artists, particularly it's probably more American than European. So Mm -hmm. look, we'll get to the other side of things later. But doing something out there at least it's going to stand out when we've got a whole bunch of female bangers it's just not going to be oh here's our third med pop you know banger for the evening and here's something hyper pop what the hell is this will stand out yeah definitely agree that it's very modern it's very you know in vogue of where the music industry is kind of you know at and heading to Mm. talking about heading to last point on my pro this is just overall for australia i think countries can get stuck in their mold of what they do and get stale on it we've definitely changed direction the last couple of years that well-produced pop kind of we've done it we've done well we did we learned lessons from it and we've gone out into this different sphere the last couple of entries and this is the right direction and it represents our music industry which if you listen to the UK industry is something the UK episode is something we talk about a lot this represents Australian uh, music yep couldn't agree more Right, shall we move on to some of the drawbacks? We can't just gush about our own country for like 20 minutes, Michael. What are the potential drawbacks here? 
There's a lot going on, Dale. <laughs> there is a lot going on in this song, and particularly on first listen. So I know I was kind of shell-shocked the first time I heard this, Well, in, in a good way, in a really, really good way. But it could put people off uh, because you just... It could confuse people. Like, what is going on? Like, uh, you know, I don't know where to put this song. And, and because I guess... As human beings, we like to categorise things and we like to compare things. Oh, let's compare the ballads. Let's compare the dance songs. Where do you compare this with anything? Mm. So there could be some confusion with with, um, with with televoters and possibly some jurors as well. It's a fine line, isn't it, from it is. going to like going, wow, I love that standout, different, unique thing to going, what was that? <laughs> um, and that's just people's own opinions. It doesn't mean this is a great, not a good song or different art. Yep. It's just that this is a competition and this is a European market that maybe we're not totally across. And, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some mums in Bulgaria who are like, what the hell is this? Mm. It's so, going to be challenging for some people. A hundred percent. I think um, for me on the other side of things, as much as I said before, I feel like a lot of my pros also are the drawbacks. <laughs> this is vocally challenging. Yes. This is really vocally challenging. And unfortunately, the juries have noticed when you look back a lot of results, if you can sing a song perfectly, it doesn't matter how technically difficult it is, they reward you. Mm-hmm. Like Kate Miller-Heike was up a bloody six-meter pole singing <laughs> opera and nailing it. And the jury were like, mm, six. Like, what do you need to do? But if you can just go out and sing a song like Proud, which she did smash the vocal, don't get me wrong, but people can just sing something just regular and they do it. And Montaigne has given herself a huge challenge here. And she's totally up for it, but there's there's not a lot of room for error here before the jury might start going, "Mm, you didn't nail that incredibly difficult thing. There's no degree of difficulty like diving or gymnastics here (laughs) taken into consideration, unfortunately. Yeah, I've got that as one of them as well. For me, this a slightest miss here is going to be very noticeable and could get very kind of messy. And particularly at the start... And I do have a fear if she doesn't sort of nail that start, people can just go, oh, well, bad, this is bad. And, yeah. and it, she could sing the rest of it absolutely perfectly, but it could kind of not unravel, but it could be hard to get back if she doesn't really quite nail that that, that opening vocal part. Yeah, true. Look, and, and that comes down, I like, so far I think the quirky and the genre and the vocal are the biggest positives, yep. and they're also the the biggest possible drawbacks as well. And this is taking a risk. That's the risk. That's exactly. what's called taking a risk. Exactly. Um, also, we've mentioned it already a little bit, but this semi-final is one of the strongest semi-finals we've ever seen in depth, particularly. It's very hard to make... There's probably one song I can think that's probably going, yeah, that's not going to qualify. You can make a case for every other song. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be extremely tough to get out of there. If it was semi-two, I'd be saying she's qualifying. I'd be really confident about it. Mm-hmm. This semi-final oof the competition has to be a drawback because you've got a lot of other um, female up-tempo great songs mm. and which one's going to take the cake yeah I mean ultimately this song because it is so challenging it's going to divide people it's going to divide people straight away so the challenge here also she's lost a percentage of people just with the style of music it oh, is yeah, and, and all that sort of stuff so she's really got to nail the ones that are there still you yeah, know yeah, yeah. and that means that she's got to get those votes from those people because if you're going to divide people you've got to conquer and 
and uh, yeah, uh, it's it's a challenge, a real if, challenge. If you can win and win over one in six or one in seven um, people, that's fine. They're laughing. That's a great yeah. tally vote. Like that's you don't have to win over the majority. So it that's where the risk can pay off. Yeah, definitely. but then those one in six or one in seven still might re- prefer another female up tempo bag, and you just don't know. Yes, you just don't know. But good on her for taking the risk. Oh yeah, I love this direction. <laughs> it's fresh. It's modern. It's unique. Talking of which, we shouldn't run into this because we're talking into our kind of what we would normally call our wrap and rank, but it's going to just be our general wrap up. But before we get there, we are going to hear from two of the team just giving their comments about the Australian entry this year. We're going to hear from Liv and we're going to hear from Kyriakos. First of all, what a queen for sending something so her, so raw, so quirky. Like, honestly, this has the Montaigne stamp of approval all over it. And for that alone, I really respect this entry from us. Um, look, I did find it a bit jarring when I heard it on its own for the first time. However, I can also picture that this is something that when you put the visuals with it, it will just suddenly have a whole different story, a whole different vibe. Um, Similar to something like Love Wave, where a lot of fans didn't really dig it when it was just an audio, and then all of a sudden when it was on stage, it suddenly made sense. Um, I honestly have a lot of faith in this, and I hope she has fun, and I love the, the raw and organic vibe that she's giving us. I've been following Montaigne on her Twitch channel for a little while now, and I've been watching her create some very interesting music. It's colorful, quirky, loud, even featuring farts at times. But she's at a stage in her career that she just wants to have fun with her music. And when I heard Technicolor, Technicolor is Montaigne, Montaigne is Technicolor. It's so different to all the other Eurovision entries this year, but Australia needs to take this risk. We need to keep evolving in the contest. And after Zero Gravity, Technicolor and Montaigne the Superhero is the awesome transition we need on the Eurovision stage. Yeah, I think Kyriakos really hit it on the head here. Like, Montaigne is Technicolor, Technicolor is Montaigne. Totally. It's such a reflection, it's such an embodiment of what we see as her as an artist. And Liv, yeah, I'm with you. I was a little, what the? And then it was like, no, no, I can all this see coming together with the visuals and and everything like that. Totally. And, like, well done, Kyriakos. And, uh, you know, Montaigne's Twitch uh, channel is such an interesting thing. (laughs) And we've already spoken about the aliens and all that in the past, but also the farting noises he endured. (laughs) (laughs) But it just shows how quirky and different she is at the same time. So took one for the team there, Kyriakos. Well done. All right. We're wrapping, aren't we, Dale? Mm -hmm. All right. I get to start off, do I? Yes. Ah. Look, personally, I really love that Montaigne has an entry that she has ownership and a real passion for, and it's coming through. You can see the authenticity and the excitement that she's got with this song, and she can't wait to, to show it at Eurovision, and I love that. Yet, there's risk here, but with high risk comes high reward, and I think she's really gone down the right road here. I also love, from an Australian point of view, I love this direction we're going in the more indie kind of artist because it's the it's the real true reflection of Australian music and that's where we're going to find our gems. That's where we're going to find the artists. That's where we're going to find the songs and hopefully that's where we'll get the results from in the future. Totally agree. Um, look, for me, I've said these few words already, this is fresh, it's modern, it's different, it stands out in this competition. Yeah, it's risky, but there's an X factor here. Um She's got the vocal ability. Mm-hmm. This is the thing is she can sing this song. Yep. Um, I have faith that she can do it. And I'm really hoping that she'd be able to, to, to nail it. And I really believe she can. 
I think what comes down to you take away the art and take away the song is that this comes down to a competition and I just have zero idea I couldn't <laughs> this is like the song that I could not come up with anything about how this is really going to go and in a way this is probably the first time I would ever say this is a very competitive person I kind of don't care Mm. I love that what Montaigne is doing and I love our direction and what will be will be. Yeah. If she does a great performance and we don't make it, so what? She's exposed herself, hopefully not literally, but yeah. herself to a great, wonderful market to understand her and our music industry and what we're about. And that's what this is about as well. It's exactly. not about always making the grand final, even though it will hurt. <laughs> um, if that doesn't happen, so what? Yeah. But it's almost like this could be... Uh, an amazing result or it could end yeah. but it could be the same performance we just don't know how it's going to go down as long as she walks off that stage proud of what she's presented then I'll be happy yeah same I'll be proud as well mm-hmm. likewise alright wow what a unique strange kind of uh, you know uh, entry to talk about for Australia and it's exciting and nerve wracking and different than probably stuff that we've done in the past so yeah it's uh, been an interesting one to talk about really looking forward to seeing what's presented uh, at Rotterdam bring on Montaigne over there in the Netherlands yes alright guys thanks so much for joining us you can get us on our socials at AussieVisionNet across the board let us know how you think Australia is going to do because I think it divides opinion as well um, and of course make sure you subscribe so you can hear more from us and also leave us a review because it does help people find us during the Eurovision season as well yeah thanks very much for joining us alright see you later